Welcome to the Hibernian Tales, Chapter 1, A Noble Duty, Episode 4. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm William, I'm going to be playing Luther Cross today. I'm Caitlin, I'm playing Lila Stormbreaker. I'm Keegan, and I play Love Doss Regna. <laughs> I'm Bailey, and I'll be playing Prior Peacemaker. So, dude, my name's Bailey. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'll be playing Leon Lighthammer. You're in Endearing artificer for this journey. So endearing. It's adorable. Always endearing. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we left off, we left off with you guys having set your prisoner free and heading back towards Piscoli once more in order to search for Lady Drishani, the daughter of Lord Jakesh. Leon is actually driving the skiff at this point so you guys are free to do whatever you want about the skiff the captain is driving we have reached out to do 3,000 feet you are free to move about the cabin <laughs> anything cruising altitude now we'll be uh making our descent shortly uh, <laughs> we required to keep our arms and legs inside the moving vehicle if preferred please put your trays up no no you can have them down at this point you sick son of a bitch Ah, uh, let's see. Lovedoss is going to mostly be just, like, keeping to himself, kind of adjusting these clothes so that they fit as well as possible. Do any of you know what tight-rolling jeans are? Nope. I don't think so. Okay, so to tight-roll your pants, you kind of gather the extra material and you fold it over so you're making the circle that is your leg hole a little bit smaller so that as you roll it up, it just is tighter. And that's what he's doing. Oh, okay. His entire outfit is just a little bit too big on Oh, right. He took the D. Yeah, okay. He wears an adult small, and then this guy was probably an adult large. Yeah, I, I used to get, like, a hand-me-down clothes for my bigger brother, so I didn't know that's what it was called. But, yeah, we used to do that to, like, the pants that didn't fit fully. Uh Looks like I've got a picture right here that I'm dumping for you guys. No, it's every not cool fashion. But we're going to bring it back. Yes. We're going to bring it back. <laughs> this podcast, you, you're hearing it now, this podcast is going to bring back tight rolling jeans with a new fashion. This is now a fashion podcast. That and bell bottoms. I would destroy some people in some bell bottoms, let me tell you. <laughs> oh. And the way they just... Mm. I'm thinking 80s leg warmers. <laughs> you know what? We're changing the name of the podcast, guys. This is now a 80s celebration podcast. We're going to be throwing a disco party in about a week. Uh, anybody that wants to show up, please, you know, RSVP. Go for <laughs> fanny packs. Prior now wears a fanny pack and a headband that is tie-dyed. And just think of all the 1980 drugs we have access to again. Oh, uh, I got these quaaludes, bro. <laughs> I got cans of Coke. So back to the game. Copyrighted immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Luther, Luther's just kind of hanging out in the back, smoking his pipe. Yeah. So Lila at this point, I think, has calmed down from yeah you know, feeling slighted. She still feels like she like put her foot in her mouth. You know, feels like like she still like owes something to these these fools, right? So uh, 
gold. I'll <laughs> that too. We, we discussed this. We didn't discuss the actual price. Well, how much you got on you? <laughs> Don't answer that. I mean, you should answer that. Dumb. I didn't know if we were actually discussing this in character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've got some. I mean, how much would it be worth to you guys? And uh, at the very least, right now, you know, I know that uh, you're short a crossbow, and I've got one to spare that'll cover for collateral till we get to Biscoli. That'll cover about half of it. <laughs> that'll cover her. <laughs> yeah, that'll cover her. Yeah, love Doss. Love Doss is gonna be another twenty-five. Just you know, have the crossbow for now, and then once we reach Biscoli, if you have no reason to keep us along on your little quest, then, you know, we'll go ahead and pay you the other half and part ways. Sounds good to me. So, she kind of passes them the crossbow and bolts. Alright. Oh, she gave you the bolts, too. Now I got more bolts. Nice. Very nice of her. I mean, yeah, they just kind of has been collecting dust in my inventory. Yeah, I, I don't use it that much. Yeah. In a pinch, I suppose. But, you know, I also just... Like you said, I, I felt bad and I didn't know what to say that would make you guys feel better. So, since I can't do that, something practical. <laughs> well, thank you. How long you guys been traveling together? Oh, God. I've been with the group for about three years. The Reapers. Nice. I was with my last boat, you know, good, good five years with that boat. You know, it was in the family. And I just, you know, it is what it is. We're not as tight-knit as it seems like you guys are. I mean, I'm close to my sister, at least. So although Lovedoss is mostly staying out of the conversation, he has heard the Reapers be mentioned a number of times. So I went ahead and threw a history check. With a 17, would I at least kind of know, I guess, that they're a bit of a mercenary group? Or a... Question is, is where were you before this? Oh, shit. Where's he been for the last four years? East Coast, West Coast? Was he hanging out with the orcs, the elves, the koshka? Mostly these goblins. Uh, between some goblins, and he split his time between the two families he protects. Then he would have <laughs> had a good chance of hearing about them, because they've been dealing, they've been doing a lot of business for the last, like, two, two to three years easily in the Hebridean Desert. Okay, so, like, the name hits my ears. I don't necessarily care much, but I know, oh, they do dirty work for money, happily. Mm -hmm. And they've been around a while, so these guys are at least capable enough. Yeah, they're reputable. Reputable that Lord Rakesh is using them. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, I guess, about it. Like, because Lovedoss is just over here and knows Barry can do his book. Mm-hmm. Lila's awkwardly trying to make small talk. I'd like to say that, that Pryor's probably sitting towards the back as well, but he's, like, staring out the skiff, like, at, at behind where we're traveling. Roll a perception check for me. 17 Draco liches. <laughs> uh, 11 total. Okay. You see a couple little, uh, like, little dust devils, but the wind's picking up a little, so it's not an uncommon feature. He'll probably, since it's probably the only thing to watch in the freaking desert, is probably, he's probably keeping his eyes on it, but he's not like, it's not like hostile, you know? No, it's not. It's something to watch. Yeah, something to keep his mind entertained. So are any of you looking out towards the front of the skiff or no? 
I mean, just in general, yes. I'm sitting that way and facing the front, but not looking out for anything. I'm facing that way, but I am 100% in my book. Yeah, you're not getting it. Yep. If anything, passive perception for my character is 14. That's what I would be on. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, same. I've got a passive of 14. So your passive is enough to see those dust devils as well. The wind's picked up a little bit. Nothing big. Go ahead, Caitlin. Would it be something that Lila would, you know, the change in the wind, would that be something that would kind of trigger her to pay a little bit closer attention? You can roll a survival check for it, yeah. Change in the weather sounds like, you know, something that she'd be like, wait a second, what's going on? Yeah, it's kind of smart. Yep. Uh, so you said I'm rolling. Survival. 11. Yeah, you just think it's a couple dust swirls. It's not uncommon for dust to kick up and swirl around for a little bit. You're in the desert. Any slight wind is going to pick up sand, like, but it doesn't scream sandstorm or anything like that to you. So have you guys ever been to Piscoli before? Yeah, we're active in this area, so yes. Oh, it's been a few years since I've been up to that particular, you know, neck of the woods. But it's, you know, it's uh, it's not too rough and tumble, if I recall correctly. I mean, it's got its fair share of, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But Now, I will say, roll a history check with advantage, you two. Which two? Prior and Luther. Oh, I was not aware of that. I was... <laughs> history check with advantage? Wow, I got a seven and a four. Ow. Yeah, I got a I got a four and a three, so that's uh, <laughs> that's a seven total. <laughs> We're caught up in our own thoughts about Christaire and all the shit that's happened. So when you guys went there, you went there and you kind of did a real quick job in the city, but you didn't linger. It was a get in, drop something off, and go back to collect your money type of deal. Yeah, it was definitely like business, not exploration. So we probably yeah, we definitely just went in, did our thing, got out. Correct. You guys don't know a lot about it, so when she says it's not that rough and tumble, you're inclined to believe. Because your own experience says, yeah, you go in, you do your business, no one bothers you. Oh, do they still have uh, the Fluxo Fly Club? Don't know what that is. What? Honestly. Never been? It'd nope. be nice to know if it's still open. It's very fun. There's good music. And music food. Uh, what is the name of the inn or tavern that I guess I branched out after these guys on? You get to name it. Oh, shit. I have a piss-poor memory, or I'd name it exactly what Caitlin just said. Luxo fly. <laughs> and, like, as you're questioning about this location, you just hear, like, I, I peek up over my book, and I'm like, yes, it's still open. I'm right back to reading I go. Oh, good, good. Do they still get the uh, Golden Butter Band playing in there? No, there's a new band. Oh, they were going. Hey, Hoobie. What do you think your first order of business is going to be when you get there? Casually slip into Canadian. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Goblins are Canadian now, eh? We have a mission from Lord Rakesh to uh, search for his daughter. So we're going to be hunting down some information as best we can. No, fair enough. That's what mostly we're going to focus on. Well, I meant like, where are you going to start? Not quite sure yet. Basic gathering information, most likely hit up an inn or something like that, start to get a lay of the land, those kinds of things, and figure it out from there. The one guy mentioned a temple of some kind. I don't know if we should pop over to that place first, especially after having a recent fight with their people. Not 
first, obviously, but it might just be a place to keep an eye on. I don't know. I don't know these things. We'll find out. It's definitely like that person who's like, this is a good idea, but well, who am I? Like, I just work here. <laughs> yeah, she's like done doing small talk now because she's like, okay, this isn't going anywhere and you guys aren't. Fire's <laughs> too much in his head. He's not even paying attention. Yeah. So Lila just changes tack and just kind of crawls up front and is just like, fuck it, and goes and sits next to Leon for a moment. <laughs> well, just to look out doing. front. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, I'm going to go look out front and see if there's anything, you know, more interesting to talk or see. <laughs> God, you guys are so boring. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Boo-hoo, your friend got kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she... I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. He tried. <laughs> to tried to, to be fair, you don't know yeah. us that well, so I mean... And Chris Dare literally went out of his way not to even say a single word. Yeah, exactly. He, he was like, ew, disgusting goblin creature. And you were just like, well, I'm glad he's gone. No, she's not glad he's gone. She's just no, like, I, I didn't get to know him, but I know that you guys lost somebody. So I feel for you. Yeah, no temporary loss or otherwise. Just I feel for you. I'm here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm here <laughs> trying to help. <laughs> Eat some food. Shut up. No, <laughs> no you're good. But yeah, so she's just looking up front with Leon for a minute. Lila climbs up to front of the skiff, chewing a chunk of jerky from her pack, and just kind of with her mouth full, plops down in the seat next to Leon and says, Hey Leon, how'd you go on? <laughs> Do I want to know why you're up here? Just wanted to say hi and see how you're doing, and it got a little boring back there, and I wanted to see, you want some jerky? And she just like, Kind of gives him this crumpled, like, goblin-sized handful of, like, shredded bits. Snack. Sure. <laughs> as long as it doesn't kill me. I mean, presumably it won't. I swear to my gods, if you kill me because of a stupid piece of meat, I will beg them to let me come back from the ancestral planes and haunt you to the end of time. Well, I suppose that's fair enough, but... That would mean that, like, I would basically get a friend for life, you know? I mean, you'd be coming back, and I wouldn't have to worry about ever being alone again. You know, this is really that bad of a deal. <laughs> oh, no. You wouldn't see me, and I would cause other chaos for your life. Anything, little bit of happiness that you might get, I will destroy it with my hammer. And I usually create things with my hammer. Fair enough. Well, I'm pretty sure the jerky's just fine. She, you know, nibbles on some more. But if you don't want any more for me, I'll just keep you company for a minute. And he yanks the piece of jerky out of her hand. <laughs> Give me the damn thing. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, you're presuming so much like I have any happiness in life other than, you know, showing up on my little expeditions of sorts. And then she just kind of gets a little distant for a second. With the level of optimism you have, I find it very hard to believe you don't have an ounce of happiness. <laughs> Especially with Mr. Lover, who's it's back in the back, following you around. Well, I didn't say I didn't have an ounce, but it's not like you can buy a lot with an ounce of happiness. Can't buy your own ship. Any hoopy. So, you want to take a wager? I'm listening. Oh, 
bet you a gold your buddy Voot doesn't make it join the uh, Megheads. I don't know whether he'd go to goalie or slot if he ends up wandering in the waste, but my bet is he's probably not going to make it to those Megheads. What do you think? I think he's going to make it and then some. Ah. I'll take that bet and make it 10 gold coins. Gold coins, all right. 10 gold coins, you say he'll make it to those Smegheads out here in the waste now. I know him well enough that he will always finish the job. The only beings in existence that could stop him are the gods themselves. Now, my bet wasn't that he wouldn't complete his mission. My bet was that he wouldn't catch up with them out here in the desert. Doesn't necessarily mean that he won't complete his mission. I still feel like he has to catch up with them in the waste first. You think he has to uh, catch up with them in the waste? Because if he doesn't, then how is his plan going to unfold properly? I mean, I'm not a god. I can't see the future. I'm just saying that trying to catch up with a bunch of teleporting, dimension-dooring fuckheads that, you know, sidelined us in the middle of nowhere... It's kind of a little on the difficult side for me to believe that that's how he's going to reconnect with them. But, you know, you know him. You've now confirmed that you knew him well enough that perhaps you'll win this wager. The hells wouldn't stop him. <laughs> but like I said, I didn't say that he wouldn't complete his mission. Just that the chances of him meeting them out here in the ways. Eh. So my question would be, would he go to Salash or would he go to Pascoli? Should we, like, save him a bunk at the next inn that we get to, just in case he's wandering? I mean, presumably he's got no gold on him. We took his clothes, his armor, all except a dagger. Unless he had a gem shoved up his piku. He's going to be broke out here in the ways. My only real question comes to, shouldn't we save him a bunk at our next inn? I don't see why not. There we go. See, we can agree on things. We're going to be friends. It'll be great. <laughs> she just hands him another piece of jerky and just like kind of kicks her feet a little bit. Like, do do do. He has to do something to make her agreeable so he doesn't want to kick her off the skiff. <laughs> just saying. As he continues to urge the lizards on, occasionally throwing his head to the side looking at her and then coming back expecting more. She's kind of munching for a second and just kind of in thought for a second after kind of disappearing into her reverie for a minute. It's like, so what has you with this uh, this party anyway? Because you're different than the smegheads in the back. Not quite sure how this whole tabangalang uh, got put together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was painful to try and articulate. Easiest way to put it. My Lord Drakesh needed something done. They are the best well-known mercenaries that have the best reputation on top of my Lord's respect. He had me fetch them because he believes they have the highest success rate to be able to find his daughter. He sent me. I have no clue under the gods' moves. Whether it be for me to prove myself useful to him, whether it be to get me experience outside of my workshop, or because he trusts me loyalty-wise to see this through, regardless if it kills me. I'll never know, but bet your soul that I will. Smirks as he looks at her. <laughs> You're pretty devoted to him, eh? That's cool. He kind of like clicks his tongue. I owe absolutely everything that I have and everything that I am to him. Otherwise, I would have been discarded a long time ago. If you haven't noticed, I'm not exactly a normal Nagan. Feel that? We have plenty of uh, similar such uh, situation individuals. 
maybe not, you know, Nagani per se, but on our boat. And we always find a place for them. And, you know, uh, at least the, the Stormbreaker clan anyway, we're pretty good with all sorts. And I can definitely understand, you know, following somebody's reputation. You know, our clan definitely has a reputation for uh, always getting the job done. So I suppose I can I can relate a bit. We're definitely not the richest clan. We don't have the best boat. We always make our mark. We always get our cargo to where it belongs, one way or another. <laughs> well, with that being said, now you can at least understand a little bit of why I'm with the boneheads behind us. There must be something to them if their uh, reputation is anything to be believed. But, you know, I definitely can also understand unconventional means to uh, meet men. <laughs> I have stories. <laughs> Most of them require drinks, though, and probably shouldn't drink and drive a skiff. <laughs> if I did that, I might as well welcome our souls to the ancestral plane. I mean, that's one place they could go, but I could just promise you a drink at the next inn, eh? As long as you get us there safe and we don't die, you know. And that is something we can agree on. Ah, host. Ah. With that being said, would you mind letting me focus on driving? For sure, for sure. Them back there, a little bit on the quiet side. That shouldn't be too hard. They weren't exactly much for conversation. Really? Because I've never heard them shut up. I mean, that's what uh, losing a friend will do. Or, well, maybe not losing, but misplacing them for a bit will do. Kind of makes everybody a little bit renegotiating their perspective, so to speak. But I feel you. I'll head back and stop pestering you too much. Hey, big guy. As she mentions that, he'll slap his tail on the deck of the skiff, as in a sign of agreeance. Well, rather than go back, I'll just sit here and you won't even notice I'm here. I'll just be quiet, okay? Keep your company in the side. <laughs> and she just kind of smiles and then just kind of like, kind of disappears into her reverie and her brain pan for a minute, looking out at the sand. I need another round of perception checks. This time, I get to roll one. I'll go ahead and roll one. Give me my best one yet. It's not terrible. Oh, God. Ooh. 20 fucking one. I got a dirty 20 on the perception check. Very nice. I got a 16. Love to us got a 19. Ooh. Good, because I'm going to have to stick with that passive because I got an 8. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a plus 4 in perception, and I just... Is I Something that would be an odor that is about. No. I mean, I am smoking some form of fantasy tobacco, so... (laughs) You're definitely getting a waft of that. But that just determines whether the uh, wonderful cat, who we still haven't named, uh, is continuing to just kind of lay on Miss Stormbreaker, or if they're, like, aroused. No, no smell. The cat would have had to follow me up to the front of the skiff with Leon, because I got up. He is, like, right up your ass. <laughs> this cat follows you like you are the hottest shit. <laughs> like, he's your familiar, but he's really my familiar, like, you know. I mean, you generally sleep in piles of meat and stuff, so I can <laughs> see a cat chasing you around everywhere. I don't generally sleep in piles of meat. I generally sleep when I'm tired. Where I'm tired. 
You guys have been traversing the desert enough to know you're in the pre-sandstorm phase of a sandstorm. And Love Doss, your perception check was used to calculate. You've got about four hours to get to the inn. Four hours and you can get all the way to the inn that you left in the first place to go meet these guys. So the wind is picking up really bad. As I see the storm start to catch up with us and basically be hot on our tails, I try to urge, well, not even try, I do urge the lizards forward faster and faster because I know for a damn well fact, I don't want to get caught in that thing just as much as anybody else does. Lila's going to shout, shout back to them after that and say, hold on to your hats. <laughs> All right. Okay, now these lizards are going to move as fast as they physiologically can. I need everybody to roll a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, Pryor will try to like, <laughs> he'll try to get farther into the actual skip itself instead of sitting near the back. Now you do get a plus two because someone told you to hold on. On top of the bonus, so then 17. Do we all get a plus two or? Yes, everyone gets a plus two because you had the not the intelligence enough to tell them to grab hold on to something. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little bumpy. And fourteen. Love Doss had a fifteen. You said you got a fourteen, Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, okay. Your DC was higher because you weighed zero. <laughs> you bump easier than the rest. Yeah. All right, so you guys all hunker down and are able to hold on, except for Miss Stormbreaker, who <laughs> well. is now picked up in this storm, and she's flying. Could the cat have a chance to jump and try to grab with her? Uh, dexterity saving throw. Okay, let's... Oh, bouncing there, and there, and there. Oh, will this do it on this page? No. I'm sorry, I'm still getting used to D&D Beyond. 21. Perfect. So, like, as Miss Lovedoss starts to get lifted, Robert, the cat, uh, is going to jump up and hold on to you. You may feel some claws digging into you. I'm sorry, it's going to hurt a little, but Robert has your best interest in mind. I'm back. I need a dexterity saving throw with a plus two. Okay. All right. Uh, dexterity saving throw, and I get a plus two? Uh, uh, in addition to whatever other stuff you have. Circumstance okay. bonus. I got a 21. 21, perfect. Because Lila yelled back and said, hunker down, it's going to be bumpy. You got that plus two, which gave you that 21. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, it's a circumstance bonus. I'm a big fan of circumstance bonus because if you guys are clever enough to say something that's going to modify my next step, why not? Of course, it helps everybody but myself because I also just realized, like, yeah, with hot air, because I have um, sorcery points left, I'm half my weight. So I'm actually 25 pounds, not 50. Oh god, you're so tiny. Well, now that you're in the air, you are 50 with the cat on your back. So I really should have, like, you know, tied myself down with rope. Like, this is, you know, I needed a booster seat, man. Like, I shouldn't <laughs> have been front-facing. <laughs> you didn't have a seatbelt. <laughs> but that's okay, because the cat jumping on you pulled you down enough. Because you only just failed. It was like a 16, you got a 14. I mean, do I have my pack on me? Do I have my rope? And I'd be like, hey, can somebody, like, grab my rope and just make sure I don't, you know. Robert's got you. It's okay. Uh, and, uh, for Cannon, he's also type Fey. Hmm. Fun. As you got up in the air, though, you actually happened to see an air elemental. Oh, boy. In the winds behind you, Lila. Oh, dear. As well as a couple of little dusty monsters. Okay. Well, at that point, I shout back down like, Hey, guys, we probably have company. 
At that, Lovedoss is going to cast Mage Armor on himself. Okie doke. Yeah, if we probably have company. We're saying probably have company. <laughs> You're like automatically like defense. Like probably doesn't mean oh, there might be one or two. It's like probably means like are we about to get about to get surrounded, bitch? Like are you underselling what we're, what's about to happen? <laughs> uh, it's not that bad. It's only a little. Just so I don't use a spell slot case, I'm gonna ready a toll the dead on whatever seems hostile or coming at us hostily. The first hostile thing headed towards you. Yeah, pretty much like if it looks like it's going to attack us or it doesn't look like it wants to talk, I'm going to try to hit it with that. After another hour, this storm gets closer and closer. And these little dusty things, they're actually starting to weave between you all. And you get a better look at it. They're dust methods. They're not being hostile to you. At the moment. (laughs) But they are just weaving between you and visibility is now zero. Unless anyone has true sight, which I'm 90% sure. (laughs) Not at all. <laughs> you know, actually, before session, I was thinking about asking if I could have blind sight. You're now in the thick of this storm, and this air elemental is literally maybe about 10 feet off the back of the skiff, and it's actually starting to lift up a little bit every so often, just and these dust methods are just weaving back and forth in between you all, dropping visibility to, I'm going to say, five feet. So anything that's within a five-foot increment of you, you can see. Oh, boy. That's horrible. Uh, Prior will try to get closer <laughs> to Luther to get within five feet. I don't know how, really how big the skiff is, but he's trying to get next to Luther. Don't worry, baby, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so the skiff is 20 feet across by 30 feet long. Okay, then yeah, definitely going to get next to Luther. Obviously, I've noticed this at this point, uh, and they're they're distinctly coming after us. No, they're not attacking anybody. Oh. They're just weaving in between you all, creating it so that your sight is basically nil. Oh, they're like douchey little fairies. Yeah, I was out in primordial. Yeah, hey, what's the big idea, eh? You can speak primordial? No. <laughs> the fuck kind of goblin? <laughs> goblin shenanigans is this? Tutored by a 2,000-year-old elf. Who teaches a goblin primordial? What weird pet project? Out of game, out of game. What weird pet project did you have going on? know it in my bones based on my magic. Because I can control weather and some of the elements. You know, primarily lightning and thunder and a little bit of air. You know. Because trust me, I don't know primordial. I can't help her with that one. I do speak sylvan, goblin, elvish draconic and common though so i'm over here with like common and dwarvish damn (laughs) people y'all make me feel inadequate as shit (laughs) okay so apparently some somewhere in goblin history or her goblin history some fucking gin or something like that was just like yo these goblins are sexy Uh, it's the nature of her magic of being born in a form essentially (laughs) all right okay she's lived a life well, she can talk to these elementals, so that's pretty dope. Yeah, I'm down with that. Go for now, it. Now, are they listening? That's the question. All she's saying is like, hey, what's the big idea? You hear the air elemental just say, we are the protectors of the beach. You're too close. The beach? We're just trying to get to town, to Piscoli. We weren't trying to trespass or nothing. Is there a better direction you need us to go? What's the beach? Sorry, we're not from around here, hun. <laughs> I've seen you before. Uh, I travel a bit. I mean, I've been out this way. It was a a few years ago with my family, but... No, I saw you on the ocean. 
Dejna. Eh. Creepy fucking stalker elemental. <laughs> you are dangerous. Me? And you must be ended. Ooh. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immediately casting false life. The only one who understood anything of what was said was life. <laughs> they're just, they're communicating in like whispers and air. <sighs> You hear the sounds of the storm raging around you, and then all of you now have to make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw. Another Um, can I also have casted a false life by who's like the second that the air elemental, you know, was directing, like, it's, you know, it's like, you're dangerous, like, her thing was, no, is it? What's the casting time? Is it instantaneous? Is it reaction? What kind of action does it take? Because that's what's going to determine it. Okay, I rolled a nat 20 plus 2, but let me just... Awesome. What's the name of your spell, Shug? False life? Open up one action. Self. It's an action. You don't have enough time. It's gotta be a reaction or bonus. Oh. He's literally ordering the other methods to attack you, right? Oh, tits! <laughs> 4 plus 4. That's pretty nice. Wow. I got an 18 on my dex save. Like, you know, once she realizes, wait, they're coming after me specifically, and this is going to be bad. I'm like, hmm. But, oh yeah, uh, you said roll a dex saving throw. Yep, DC 10. I rolled 11 plus 2, so 13 on mine. Why didn't I, like, throw down my rope? So far, everyone's passed. Yeah. Okay, Prior, what was yours? Uh, 13 total. Okay. Luther, yours was 18? Yep, rolled a 17 plus 1. Okay. I got a 16 total for Leon for the dex save. I should have thrown down my rope. What'd you get for your dexterity saving throw? A three plus a two. Her head is getting flown away. So, uh, Robert got an 18. This is purely to not be blinded. So you are now blind. Lila is now blind for the next minute. So for the next 10 rounds, no. You are blinded. It I was going to say, is it permanent? No. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Just desserts, man. I blinded somebody, you know, in our first combat. It's, it goes around, comes around. It's karma. I get it. I get it. It's, it's payback. <laughs> it's karma. They rip off their dust mask. They're actually just the black scales again. This is payback. <laughs> Apparently, I pissed off this air elemental at some point. I was <laughs> So are they aggressive? Is that what's... <laughs> <laughs> tell me these guys are aggressive. I got you. All you could tell was that one of the methods got a little close and then some dust that tried to get into your eye. That... Like, they're elementals and they just tried to chuck dust in our eyes. Like, that is, to me, aggressive. If Pryor would define that as aggression, he can take his ready to action. However, it is not innately an aggressive action. Uh, Love Doss is going to mention that uh, we should probably get goggles when we get to town. Don't we have goggles? You do. However, no one put them on, except Leon. Has somebody responded and told me that now that we have goggles? <laughs> because if somebody does, I'm asked where and I want a pair. <laughs> I yell back to Mr. Lava What's a Who's It's and say that there's some goggles underneath both me and Lila's asses because the storm's going to start blinding people any minute. Where am I now? Like, am I actually back on the skiff or? Yeah, you were been back on the skiff as soon as Robert was up there to give you the extra, up extra 25 pounds. 
Love Doss is currently on all fours. Uh, he's doing the Velma, looking for some glasses. <laughs> okay. Lila's just like, Zen Zen, I can't see and they're here for me. Briar. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do your ready to action. Can I see any of them? You said it's like a five foot, like... You can see one of them. All right, that'll work. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw. throw the dust in your eyes. Okay, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. What's the DC? Uh, 13. Okay. 16. Well, all right. Nothing happens then. It would have heard bells. Can't hear anything in these winds. I've got your number, Moffat. Method. <laughs> Moppet. Oh my god, Luther, kill it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so ugly. Let's go ahead and roll initiatives, y'all. Alrighty. Okay, so just for canonically speaking, and just to make sure it's explicitly, um, Love Doss is prone. Yes, that's why I started it now. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, I do have a question, I guess, that I'd like to address before while I'm still looking for my initiative. Um, is donning these glasses a full action or a bonus? It's going to be a bonus once you find them. Okay, so I've got a 14 in initiative. Robert's got a 13. I'm rolling for garbage. Fucking was hoping for better out of you, Robert. Prior, prior got a 15. I got a 7. I got a 5 plus a 2. And then I'm going to totally switch dice because this one. What did Lila have? Fucking 7. Next up is going to be I need a Luther. Got a 12. Uh, Zeno, what's your dex? Plus 2 with a 15. Zeno, warrior princess. <laughs> Luther, what's your dex? Thirteen. I'm uh, so gonna go before you on that. Damn. What? Damn. My uh, tiny servant would have a plus five to hit. What? Damn. God damn. Not bad. <laughs> it's like my fucking corpse steed. Mind you, one d four plus three, but that's it. Yeah, I think they have like one health too, right? Like they're not very tanky. <laughs> they have ten. That's not bad. With a 15 armor. I'm actually going to opt to go last on this, just because I want to try and keep the lizards under control, especially in this kind of harsh environment. No, it makes perfect sense. We'll deal with you at the end of each turn, then. Works for me. For sake of brevity, I am only putting in six of the dust methods. There was more than that. However, for the combat's sake, you guys can't see how exactly how many there are. And I'm only going to deal with having six in turn order for sake okay. of combat brevity. Now, first up is dust method number two. Comes over and claw attack on Lila. It's been nice knowing you, goblin lady. Does a crit fail hit you? <laughs> yeah. Does me missing hit you at all? <laughs> How does that make you feel? That don't matter, I suppose. It drops its claws. Look at me, I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> let me put this back on. Give me a minute. All right, D number three. He's going to go ahead and... Ooh, should he? Yes, yes, he should. He's going to cast sleep on Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, sleep is a big area. Yeah, but he's centering it on Zeno. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming, what are we sitting at for hit points? Where are everybody's hit points within the 20-foot bubble? Which is everybody. Okay. <laughs> I have a 32. I have a 38. I wasn't able to cast False Life to get extra to time. It would have been tip anyway. Because it's any creature within that 20-foot, and I don't, you can't control it. 
any creature? Yes. Yeah, it's it's from smallest to highest health points, right? Yes. Perfect. He might put half of his own bitches to sleep, too. No. Yeah, because uh, I definitely used it against my allies on accident before. <laughs> I almost used it against you guys. <laughs> That's what? 6d8 for its first level. 5d8 for first level spell. 1t1. So any two of these three get effect. Because they have less hit points than we do? Uh, well, they have 17. Oh, Does yes, anyone... definitely. Anyone have less? No. no. I hope not. <laughs> uh, this spell has just gloriously backfired on the enemy. I am so happy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They have just as bad visibility as you do. I'm going to go ahead and do these two. Yay! I mean, what? So, until they take damage... Or are awakened for one minute. I'll put a 10 counter on number two and a 10 counter on number six. Alrighty. Next up is Pryor. Alrighty. So Pryor started off by failing a spell. Very good. I am going to use one of my class features. Uh, I'm going to put for, because that's Lila, that's Zeno. As an action, I'm going to bond Lila, Luther, and Zeno together. So while you're bonded, with if you are within 30 feet of each other, once per turn, you can add a D4 to any attack roll, ability check, or saving throw you make. Ooh. So essentially it's bless. It's just a different form of bless that doesn't use a spell. Uh, that was my action. D4 to what? A d4 to an attack, ability check, or saving throw. Once per turn. I don't have any bonus actions. I don't really think I want to go anywhere else on the card. I want to stay with this dust devil guy. Yeah, that's probably it then. But you're now bonded together, so you have bless, essentially. Okay. Alrighty. And next up is Love Doss. Okay, so while I am down, I am going to reach out and do I feel anything? Uh, not in your current square. Okay, so, like, moving about... Oh, God, I still am able to move about at least a quarter of the cart. Am I able to, like, move about and find something? Leon told you it was up under where Lila's sitting. Yes. If you take another five foot, you're up, you would be able to reach under Lila's seat. Okay, cool. Is it glasses that I grab? It's a box. Okay, and um, grabbing this box, I cast Tiny Servant on it. You take cast Tiny Servant on the box? Yes. So the box itself sprouts arms and legs. It's under my control. I am using my bonus action. I am going to tell the box, attack the nearest Dust Devil. And what you hear from the box is, Hi, I'm Boxy! Oh no. Come on. It just pops up, a little mouth appears. Kill me! This is horror! My existence should not be! And my brain went to, like, luggage in Color of Magic by Terry Pratchett, where it's like a... It's basically a mimic on a bunch of legs, and he ends up being a character, sort of, and he, like, follows the protagonist everywhere, and eats people, and, you know, is also, like, just has, like, this dimensional portal in its... If he opens it, it's like, you know, his laundry and, like, his supplies and stuff. If somebody else opens it, like, you know, they'll, like, get eaten. And, like, you know, and it's it's a, a mimic. Alright, so Love Doss now has his little boxy minion. Uh, and, uh... I prefer non-existence. Uh, it 
gets to go right after my turn, but before Cat. Okay, where's Cat turn? Oh, Cat is right after me with a 13. Oh, so it's actually after D4 then. Oh, okay. Well, Robert still gets to go soon. So I will do Z and then I'll put another 14 for Boxy. Holding it over on Boxy Babe with two E's. The, the box has 30 feet of movement and can climb 30 feet as well. And I want it to uh, run up to... Oh, and by the way, it has blind sight for 60 feet. So, oh, that's beautiful. It, yeah. So it can see all these bitches. Yes. So uh, it kind of just walks straight up to it, leaping into the air and with full force, sending the entire box down to the dust devil with a slam. Which one? It was D4. Does a 22 hit for five points of bludgeoning damage. Beautiful. And that's going to end its turn. Wow, I love this little guy. (laughs) Help me, please. (laughs) Send me back to my liminal space of non-existence. Now, D4, maniacally laugh at its friend who just fell asleep. And then smack the box that just attacked it. Does a 17 hit the box? A 17 would hit the box. Beautiful. For how bad? Four. Okay. Four points of slashing damage. This thing is stupid. (laughs) It's immune to poison, psychic, blinded, charmed, deafened, exhaustion, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, and poisoned. That's adorable. It's just stupid. I love it. Too bad it's not immune to regular punching. (laughs) too bad the box can still be crushed all right so next up is uh robert robert's gonna help me find a pair of goggles okay yeah that's what robert's gonna do Uh, that's awesome Mm. robert can't find them because they're not under there anymore hey guys i bet the goggles are in the box (laughs) no they wouldn't dare wait who listened to episode one uh, shut up, I know. <laughs> no, just in general. Who listened to episode one? Because <laughs> I did. described in there as being in the box. Mm. I, I know, which is why I I didn't know it, though. I know. He wasn't there. I know, you weren't actually playing. And that's totally cool. I appreciate that. I'm just like, yes, you're absolutely right. They're in the box. But that's okay. <laughs> so Robert can't find them. And you just had him take the search action. mm mm so next up is D number five, right up there next to Pryor and Luther. Oh, let's see. He's going to do a blinding breath at Luther. So Luther, DC 10 dexterity save. Stop trying to blind me. <laughs> and you had your D4. Don't forget that. I got a five plus. Oh, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Adding the D4 will do nothing for me. I can only get a nine at most. I'm blind. Awesome. So, at the end of each of your next turns, you can roll again, but for now, you are blinded for the next minute. Until the end of my next turn. Will I be able to roll? Yes, 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 you will. And then after that, he is going to go ahead and laugh and cackle at you. (laughs) When I find you, you're dead. (laughs) Whoever you are. (laughs) He just starts laughing. He just keeps laughing. (laughs) I know exactly where you are. I can hear you. Funniest part is the wrong direction. Funniest part is it is now Luther's turn. All right, fantastic. Well, I did know where he last was, and he's just made noise. Do you want me to make a like a perception roll or anything? Or wait, don't I automatically get disadvantage with blind? Yeah, so you could attack him with disadvantage because you know where he is. So all right, let's see. 
Um, and take a swing at him, or can do something else. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my action to summon my uh, corpse steed. Just so you guys know, Leon has not stopped this yet. Oh, we're still going. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> High speed battle. Yes, I wanted to make sure you were aware of this because I had a feeling the corpse steed was what you were doing, and I wanted you to be aware. That's fine. He can come in running. He's definitely as fast as this. Uh, absolutely. I just wanted to make sure you were aware. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll summon the corpse steed. So you hear a you hear a ghostly neighing and uh, horse hooves for some reason in the sand. And Steve the corpse steed appears. Steve. <laughs> Can't get over that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just free action yell out, Steve, get him! Kill these little fuckers! Alright, where do you want to put the corpse steed? I, I'd argue it's on my side of the skiff. I'm gonna go ahead and put him right there next to D5 as well. He's like five feet away from you, Luther. Now I can have him go on my turns, or he can have his own initiative, correct? Yes, we had discussed you just having him on his own initiative to make combat easier. Okay, so I'll roll initiative for him. Yep. Oh, God, I gotta pull up a stat block. Jesus! <laughs> Having a pet sucks! What do you mean? I have two. Don't rub it in. Okay, so he gets a plus one as well, so I can just roll my initiative for it. He got a 17. Okay. Alright, and I don't think I have anything I can do on a bonus action, really, right now. Real quick, that thing that blinded me, was that a spell that it used? No. Damn, it gotten that Mage Slayer reaction. Okay, so the uh, question at hand is, since we are moving in a sled across the sand at a relatively fast pace, when these dust devils fall unconscious, do they get left behind or swept up in the winds? They get swept up in the winds, but that does remove them from combat because they have to get all the way back to you anyway when they end up waking up, so... I feel like they're almost at the mercy of the winds, too, because they're not controlling where they're going, and they're definitely, like, able to be pushed around by the wind, because that's kind of how they move. Now, the exception being number six, because he would have come down or been lower and been caught by one of your barrels, so he's on your skiff. Yeah, and kind of once in the vehicle, it's going to be unconscious in the vehicle. Correct. Yeah. So if it's not in the vehicle, it gets removed from combat. If it's in the vehicle, it stays in the vehicle. Okay. What happens in the skiff stays in the skiff. Because <laughs> I was about to say that too, yeah? <laughs> Easy, boys. That's some camp content. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the end of my turn, by the way, because I, I don't have any like decent bonus action I can do right now. Uh, I get my save, right? Yes. Is it a deck save again? Yep, ten or higher, you pass. Nope, I'm still blinded. Well, what'd you get? Three. Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> Nine, thank you but nice try i was like the d4 and i was like no wait never mind <laughs> it'll pay off eventually don't worry about it all right so now here's a fun thing this air elemental oh joy yeah i figured that was the case middle of the skiff now everybody and everything is in range that goes both ways buddy uh-huh. Damn straight. Because this is called Whirlwind. Each creature in the elemental space must make a DC 13 strength saving throw. On a saving throw, you take 3d8 plus 2 damage, and you're flung up to 20 feet away from the elemental in a random direction knocked from. Son of a Shit. gun. Alright. <laughs> and if you hit anything, you take another d6 of damage. Uh, is, is this air elemental within 5 feet of me? She went right through your square. Ew, gross. When she is casting this spell, is she within five feet of me? No. And it's not a spell. It's an ability. Oh, come on. With your horse shit. <laughs> again, it's a strength saving throw. 
Yeah, DC 13 strength save, guys. Oh, God, I got a five. <laughs> shit. Oh, love Das guys. Holy shit. I, I just want to celebrate and live on that one for a little bit. He said it was a DC what? 13. Oh. Don't forget that you three get to add the D4. Yeah, I don't think that's going <laughs> to Seven happen. minus one, that's a six, so. Now you get a ten, Max. Yeah. Foxy got a 13. Ass. Uh, but Cat, Cat did not. Someone cannot roll to save my own ass. Cat, Cat got a negative two. <laughs> Damn it, Cat, not again. Listen, the cat doesn't lift. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> Do you even lift, Cat, nerd? Oh, he has a minus four strength. He also has a minus four intelligence. And I love that a cat is also not really charismatic. <laughs> All right, so how much damage am I taking? And where am I getting flung to again? It's okay. It wasn't just you. All the enemies had to do it, too. I got an 18 for me for the saving throw. Oh, by the way, I got a 25 to save. Is that with you, without your D4? That's without the D4, yes. <laughs> well, you gotta add it, you know? <laughs> okay, all right, hold on. <laughs> oh, shoot. I forgot to do that. Come on, you roll too high for it to be like, the D4 saved me! <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to roll just oh. low enough. I got a 4 on that, so I got a 29 to save. Bob Duff has a 22 total with the D4. Damn, we rocked that shit. Oh boy. I'm, we're next we're going to hear, I don't have enough dice for this. <laughs> See, the problem is, I know how many dice Eric has, so if he ever says, I don't have enough dice for this, we are really fucked. <laughs> The only one who has not actually seen my dice collection is Keegan. Keegan, it is very massive. How massive is it? Uh, you gotta be a, a Patreon subscriber to know that much information. Alright, so, who passed, who failed? Cat failed. I failed. Prior failed horribly. Okay. Boxy did good. Uh, Love Dust did great. Okay. How the fuck is a box gonna pass and not me? <laughs> oh no, let me let me switch over. Oh, it also had a minus three and still passed. Of all of the dust methods, only one passed. Those of you who did fail, you take thirteen. <laughs> chump change. Yeah, chump change until you know the fact that you're no longer on the skiff. I'm so sorry. Fifteen damage. Those of you who passed, take seven. There is a bluish white smoke as Robert just disappears. <laughs> the cat is dead. And the box crumbles. No! That takes it to minus one. No, even with seven? Even with seven. I mean, to be fair, it did jump off the moving skiff, so it was gone anyways. It did, kind of just. It was still on the skiff. Oh. It slammed into and came back, using the full force of the box. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Love Doss is okay. A little upset. Lila, you took your 15 damage? Yep. All right. Prior, you took your 15. I sure did. And Luther took seven. Yep, took my seven. All right. And where, where are we going? You need to, each of you need to roll a D8. D8? Ass to ass dice. Five. Could you run that by me again? Seven. What? Oh, what about the steed? Hmm. Did you roll the strength save for your steed? I did not. It's got a plus four strength, though, and 30 HP. So I think he's going to be all right. Never mind. He got an eight. Holy like shit! Take the fifteen damage. All right, it's got fifteen health left. Now I need a D eight from Lila Pryor and the Steed Pryor. You gave me a five. That sure did, unfortunately. All right, I'm gonna deal with you first. 
You don't have to. You land on top of the steed. So wherever the steed goes, you go. <laughs> God. That's, that's <laughs> badass, bro. You just land on a but, mounted no, position. But, like, no, he's definitely laying sideways, like, over the steed, you know? And he's, like, a drape over it right now. Oh, for sure. Like, 100%. And whichever way the steed goes, Pryor goes. And now Pryor is actively desecrating land on accident. By the way, Pryor, if you hit a something, take another d6. I don't wanna. So another three damage. Okay. No! Stop! Ow. Alrighty, after that one, I need the steed. Let's just deal, let's deal with that whole corner. Where's Steve go? All right, I gotta roll a 1d8. All right, let's see. He goes in a six. Fabulous. One, two, three, four. Boom. Oh so you're, he just fell back 20 feet, but both of you guys are now prone. Wait, what? The, the steed is prone as well? Steed and Pryor are both prone. Yeah, knocks him back and prones him. So Pryor's gonna get left behind, essentially. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is more dangerous than the other combat. Not really. Most of the enemies are gone already. You've just got the air elemental. So next up is going to be Lila. Roll your D8. I rolled a seven. Seven? Oh, you've ran the fun way. One. Oh, no. You are off the skiff, my dear. Oh, shit. No, I'm so sorry. You don't go all the way off. You hit the water barrels and you land right next to the air elemental. Oh, of course I do. You still hit something, so you still take a D6, but that D6 is going to be just a 1. Oh, so it's literally, I'm at half health. Great. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You just had to just round it out a little bit. Yeah, make it, and then I lost 6. All right, awesome. He did that, and then next up is... Oh, Lila! Boy. Oh, yeah, my turn. Yeah, I'm definitely just fuck it. Spell slot three, false lives, and gonna try to bonus action hide after that. Can I still bonus action hide even though I can't see? <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me. I can't see you, so you can't see me. Pretty sure that would end up with like super disadvantage if you tried to hide. Double disadvantage. You just close your eyes and say you're hidden. Yeah, but no, I mean, obviously. Shit, is, like, all of my shit is thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening. All this shit that, you know, is totally not going to be helpful against this thing, probably. But, yeah, so, false life, uh, level 3, so it is 16. See, it's level 3. I have temp HP that basically takes the place of what he used against me. And I guess uh, I'll use a free action to be, like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how you think I'm dangerous. We're just trying to pass through and get to our destination. We didn't mean to trespass or go near any sort of safe space. We're just trying to get through. Don't understand how I'm dangerous. The windy face just there straight at you. Goblins are dangerous. Oh, so you're just saying all goblins are dangerous. You don't necessarily even know me as a me. Before now, was thinking like he was like specifically targeting her and not just yeah. I did too, to be honest. I was like, "What the fuck did you do to this guy?" <laughs> I'm like, "Like you are dangerous." I'm like, like "What did I do?" <laughs> you were born. Hi, my name's Lila. Nice to meet you for the first time ever. I mean, I do command the similar enough elements that it is resistant probably to knowing my luck that uh, no, I'll try to do damage and even if I magically fucking roll decent for once in my Gorium life. You know what? I'm gonna cast a spell on you. Not Uncle Zeno. Keegan is actively trying to cast a spell on you so you roll better. 
Well, it's funny. It's like that's the always been the running joke is that I can roll like a boss for anything that's not to do damage, you know, to do combat. Like, you know, outside of combat, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you want me to roll that persuasion? Like, I'll roll it, you know. <laughs> roll a medicine check, you know, I rolled a fucking 17 plus 2, you know. Like, it wasn't a dirty one. It fell as well. Roll nat 1. Yeah. If I'm trying to do any kind of damage to the broadside of a barn. So next up is going to be Leon. For my turn, I'm going to cast the spell Invisibility. That way I can keep on with the lizards and make sure that they're under control and we don't go basically careening out of death. That's actually a really clever idea in order to stay out of the combat, too. So you're not planning on doing anything on any of your other turns, just keeping the lizards under check? Yep, just going to stay invisible since it's not a concentration. Okay. Focus on messing with them to keep us from basically dying. Okay, then what I'll do is, since it's good for an hour, you're just going to go ahead and on your next turns or whatever, until you decide to do anything else, you're just going to roll a handle animal check, but you're going to get advantage because, as a Nagani, you obviously speak Nagani. So because you can talk to them in their native tongue, you're going to go ahead and roll with advantage because they understand you and could talk back to you if the need was there. Okay, so you want me to go ahead and roll? Yep, go ahead and roll uh, Handle Animal with advantage, please. Well, that's an 8 for the first one. Oof. And that's going to be a 14 for the second. Ooh, good. You keep everything under control. <laughs> Thank God for advantage, because otherwise uh, we'd be eating some sand, and I don't mean the one flying around. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened was you pulled to the left, they saw a hole off to the left, so they pulled you back to the right, and you just kept everything stable so it didn't tip over. All you're going to hear is me go, wee. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. Ain't trying to die. Not yet. All right. Then after that, it's going to be the corpse seed. What does Pryor say? Because it hears you. It can understand you. Yeah, I forgot it was intelligent. It's the corpse seed's turn, so even though he's, like, draping over the side of it, he's just going to be like, I, I need to get back over there. What's the corpse seed do? Well, the corpse seed will charge back over. First, it's got to stand up, though. Yeah, oh, right. Half its movement. Yeah, so it basically just gets back to where it was. Half its movement. It's got 50 feet of movement altogether. So that's what, 25 left over? Yeah. Yeah, you basically can get right back to the back of the skiff. Um, yeah, he, he just charges back up. And if he needs some extra movement, then he can use his action to charge or dash. No, he doesn't. Okay. All right. Now Pryor can jump off the back of him back onto the uh, skiff if he wants to. Yep. On, on his turn, yeah. Yeah, on his turn. You're good. Because next up, it is Pryor's turn. Alrighty. Pryor is going to try to make kind of a, a... Well, would it be movement or an action just to try to jump back on the skiff in general? I'm just going to make it do half your movement. Because you're kind of pushing off the back of the horse to try and stand at the same time. So just make it half your movement. Okay, yeah. I want to just jump into the skiff first. So half your movement. You're adjacent to it. Yeah, well, it took half my movement to stand up. So now I'm out of movement in general. You don't need to stand up. I'm using half movement as the whole thing. Oh, I don't want to be laying down next to this thing. No, no. You were on the horse's back. You came up, and you were pushing yourself off the back of this horse, or side of this horse, whatever. Onto the skiff. Onto okay. the skiff as your half movement. And now you're five feet away. Yeah, as long as I wasn't laying down, that's all I cared about. No, no, no. I mean, were you trying to nail the landing or cuddle with this thing? Oh, definitely cuddle it, you know? Okay. 
<laughs> I'm going to cast a spell. He's only 10 feet away. Cheating on me with Steve, I see. I have two of these. I can do it. I'm going to use a third level spell. I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. Uh, I'm going to designate all my allies to be unaffected by it. So anyone within 15 feet of centered point upon me, other than my allies, because I'm designating them as things that don't get bothered, have half movement speed. And when the creature enters the area for the first time or starts its turn there, it has to make a wisdom saving throw. And on a failed throw, they take 3d8 radiant damage. Okay. On a successful half as much. So that's my action. You said wisdom? Yeah, wisdom saving. Now or next turn? It would be on the start of his turn, because it's already in the area when it comes up. No worries. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. All good. That's my action. I'm going to move, because I have half my move. I have 35. What would half of that be in a D&D sense? 15. It would be 15, so it's rounded. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move 5, 10, 15. I'm going to move to E6. I'm <laughs> playing chess over here. <laughs> uh, prior from C9 to E6. Checkmate. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's six. Yeah, 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 that's good, that's good. And it's okay, you can move right through its square because it can move through yours. Yeah, well, I was going to just curve around it anyway, regardless, if I had to. And that'll be my turn. All right, awesome. Luther's in a corner just swinging his battle axe. How about you? Missing everything because <laughs> he can't see. On guard, heathenous creature. All righty, so next up after Pryor is going to be Love Doss. Okay, well, he's not happy. Is that one Dust Devil still up and about? Yes, D4 is still flying. Okay, so Lovedoss pulls this old, kind of moldy, tiny tart and a feather out of his pocket. And holding them both one hand, he just starts waving them in the air while looking at the last remaining dust devil. And he, uh, what I'm casting is hideous laughter. What I need from you is a wisdom saving throw. What's the DC? Oh, shit. Um, it is not a two. 14. Uh, they fall prone and become incapacitated unless their intelligence was four or less. No. Okay. D4 is now done. Just getting blown up as you hear it laughing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> God. From time to time, as the wind blows around us, we hear the cackle come back in. Alrighty, after Love Doss is going to be Luther. So the air clearing up, you can now see out to your movement speed. All right, I don't, I want to take advantage of this, but that thing hit me with a uh, blinding attack earlier, I'm, and I failed to get out of that. Am I still blinded from that, or is that fading? You're still blinded from that, because that's for a minute until you are not blind. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. I could have... Uh, well, all right. <laughs> this wind elemental behind me has been making some noise. I'm going to try and make a perception check to to be able to discover where it's at and move towards it. Okay. That was an 18, 14 plus 4. It's behind you. Okay. I'm going to move in its general direction and take a blind swing for a disadvantage. How far are you going to move? About 10, 15... I assumed with the perception check, I would be able to find out a little bit of distance. You know it's close, and it sounds like it's on the skiff. So you know not to go more than 30. About five feet. So five feet, you go ahead and swing. Disadvantage. All righty. Let me roll two of these suckers. Oh, wait, no, I've got to do it with my equipment. Crap. The... Oh, it's under actions. Oh, yeah, I'm going to miss. Oh, I'm definitely going to miss. <laughs> I got an eight and a crit fail for a seven. Fabulous. What about the other attack? 
That's that is oh right, I get two attacks. I forgot. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, that's better. Uh twenty-two and twenty-one. What the fuck is hap what is happening? Go ahead and do your damage on that one. That's gonna be eleven damage. Very nice. Very nice. It's very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. It's a little nice. Very nice. Sort it's roughly nice. nice. Is that all for uh Luther? Yes, sir. Fabulous. Next up is the air elemental. At the start of its turn, it shall do a wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom save? You got it. DC what, 13? Uh, probably 13. Yeah, 13. Oh, that reminds me. I gotta make my dexterity saving throw to see again. Yep, go right ahead. Caitlin, we forgot yours on the last turn, too, so go ahead and you roll one as well. So I had an 8, but I used the D4 to make that, and I rolled a 4. So 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. You did not just hear me count that out loud. That's a 12, so I did save, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Don't Fantastic. edit that out. Don't, don't edit it out. Keep it in. <laughs> Anybody that heard that? Anybody that heard that? Fuck all of you. <laughs> Caitlin, DC 10. Yay! I have a 13. Yay! You're not blind. <laughs> so when it comes to your turn, which is after the air elemental, yeah. you can see again. I saw the light. I saw the sun. So everyone's not blind. Yay! However, can I go ahead and do another whirlwind? No, he's gonna just go ahead and slam straight down on Lila. Well, hold on. What was his wisdom saving throw first? Oh, that was uh, that was an eleven. Oh, hell yeah. Hold on. He takes... <laughs> Hold on. I can do math. Okay. 19 points of radiant damage. Very nice. To any audience members out there, he definitely just counted on his fingers. I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing math and I was trying to do that whole thing with like, oh, it's just 10 plus 5 minus 2. And then I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look as stupid as William. I've, I've, I've got to save this. Don't edit that out. <laughs> I'll pay you. I am your patron, okay? On patreon.com. <laughs> I demand you edit it out. Support us if you want to make outlandish demands. No, I can't edit it out. But you Damn. can. You just have to fly all the way back to West Virginia and do it yourself. So, he's going to go ahead and slam on Lila. Do I roll something or do I just tell you my AC is a 12? 16. Does a 16 hit you? Fuck you. I mean, yes. yes. I'm going to take that as a yes, then. Oh, let's see. 2d8 plus 5. Oh. She's crying over there. I'm just glad that I did false life. Maybe that's my whole, like, shtick right now is just false life until I die. 11 damage. Shit. Okay, so that burned through 11 of my additional. Don't worry, guys. I can finally see again. Now I'll just miss all my attacks, and it'll be all good. <laughs> I'll miss normally instead of with a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He gets two. He has a multi-attack. You fucker. <laughs> He's like, this combat's looking a little easy. Let me throw in a multi-attack. 15 hits you, Lila. Pound sand. Piss up a rope. That's a yes. You know, I really enjoy <laughs> that song. 15. I gained 16. I lost 11. And then how much did I just lose? 15 more again? No, no, no. Does 15 hit you? No, no. Wait, yeah, 15, 15 damage? Hits me, and then he did 15 damage. Oh. Yeah, this arrow elemental wreck face. Good thing you cast false life. <laughs> it is a good thing you, you casted false life. I mean, that might just literally have to be my ammo. It's just recap. That's how you're getting through this one. 
I was supposed to be the tank, but apparently... Because if I don't do it, then, you know, I'll do damage, but the chances of me, like, doing enough damage to count for shit and not go down in the following round when it goes after me directly again. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm just gonna play it against Sam. Maybe try to move a little somewhere. I don't know. You're, you're kind of stuck. Yeah, no, I am really. You shall not escape me. Because the only other face is, yeah, is, like, still on the skip in between just, yeah, nonsense. And he's kind of in the dead middle of the skip. <laughs> yes, but now you can easily surround him. Oh, he's dead on my next turn. I'm murdering him. Now you're gonna, you're gonna miss. Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> you're also, also going to do non-magical damage of piercing, bludgeoning, or slashing, aren't you? Hold on. Is is my weapon considered magical? Let me know. I'm, I've got to look it up real quick. I didn't think it was yet. It doesn't do extra damage yet, but I don't know if it's considered magical for the purposes of damage dealing. Yeah, I need to know that. But for the moment, I'm going to go ahead and end the air elemental's turn, making it Lila. It's your turn. You just got a wallop. <laughs> yeah. You just took what I would call an ass whooping. <laughs> what we yeah. call in the biz. <laughs> I mean, there are no rules against casting it again, is there? Oh, I'll swing yourself, because it burns through all of the previous temp HP plus some. some yeah, it would just replace. Yeah, salvage yourself. I mean, I spammed the hell out of prestidigitation last episode. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think if I try to do it. It happens sometimes, but it, if it fits, it works. Uh, I think if I try to do any kind of damage, you know, then unless it goes down, I'm going down next turn. So, false life in it up. I need another D4. And we're doing it at my highest level. We're doing, I'm just burning my last of my third level spell slots okay. to get the max amount of my HP. So, can that D4 that, like, you know, Bailey gave me count towards this? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> And it's another two. So it's a another 16. Okay. Literally playing it again. So I am now only at 22 health, but hey. Alrighty. Next up is going to be Leon. So I just need to make another animal handling check? Yeah, that's all you need to do. Unless you're going to do anything else. Nope, my butt's staying invisible for one. <laughs> Good plan, dude. Well, for the first one, and that is a 15 for the second one. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. All right. So they, they maintain a smooth and steady course. It's a little bumpy because you guys are going full speed, but you're not careening out and no, the skiff's not falling over. At which point I think to myself, I probably should have yelled, by the way, it's about to get bumpy. But I'm focusing on trying to make it less bumpy. Well, the good thing is, is before all of this happened, Lila had already yelled that, so... Well, for being as quiet as she is, my butt definitely didn't hear that little squawker. <laughs> and next up is going to be the corpse, Steed, back at the top of the round. All right. I mean, I could have him jump onto the skiff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have corpse Steed is going to jump up onto the skiff. Okay. Right next to me there. Okay. Quick question. Sorry. Does the air elemental count as bigger than me? Yes. Oh, wait, that's, small. that's when damage a uh, when I damage a creature larger. Never mind. And there is nowhere that I can hide. No. No. However, Luther and Love Doss give each other advantage, and Lila and Pryor give each other advantage. Yeah. So just staying put gives Pryor advantage. Well, that's nice. 
So you guys have full advantage on every turn you take. Just to note, the uh, corpse steed is going to go ahead and use its unholy hooves uh, melee weapon attack. Plus six to hit. It's going to be a nine to hit. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely doesn't hit. Yeah, that that's uh, it doesn't have multi-attack or anything, so it, that's that's its turn. Next up is Pryor. All right, Pryor is going to run. Is there a way to run around the air elemental to get to Lila without taking an attack of opportunity? Do you ever leave its threatened range? I hope not, because I can pass through allies, right? It's just like half speed or some shit. Technically, you can pass through this enemy, too. Then, uh, yeah, I want to run up to Lila and stand next to them. Straight through the storm. <laughs> Straight through the storm, prior style. Okay, don't go ahead and take advantage of advantage. Do what now? Oh, because we'd be flanking? No, I have a better idea. Don't worry. So I want to run up and stand next to Lila. And I want to cast... I guess, are, are we doing normal spell casting rules for this? Yes. Okay. Maybe I can't do that then. Instead, I shall... I have a backup plan. I shall use my Balm of Peace. As an action, I can move up to my speed without provoking attack of opportunity. When I move within five feet of any other creature, I can restore 2d6 plus two hit points to that creature. Are you seriously doing what I think you're doing? Running through, healing everybody, and then going back where you started? Uh, no, because I'm using my... I want to stand next to Lila anyway, for a specific reason. Uh, but yeah, essentially I'm going to move through the air elemental and kind of just go around and touch everyone. Okay, 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, 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 you can do that. You have enough movement. You just literally take a step through each of its squares, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, doing a little dance, you know, dancing around, touching everybody, and I'm just saying, like, blessed be Aitana by, by your name, and then you're, you're confused, and at the end of it, I do a hand gesture, and all of a sudden, everyone feels healed for pretty good. 12 hit points to everyone, unless you want me to roll per person. The only one you cannot get is Leon. Oh, no. Um, so that's 12 hit points to everyone. But Leon's only taken 7 damage. Yeah, he's fine. And as a bonus action, I'm going to cast a spell. On Lila, I'm going to cast Sanctuary. So if that thing wants to hit her and only her specifically, it has to make a Wisdom saving throw. And if it fails that Wisdom saving throw, it has to choose a new target. And if it can't choose a new target? It loses it completely. I love that spell. Is that all for Pryor? That's it. Next up after Pryor is going to be Love Doss. Okay, Love Doss is actually ready. So, um, Love Doss is still prone, by the way. But that's about to change as he uses half of his motion this time to stand up. And as he's standing up, he's muttering something. And he just kind of throws his hand up in the air. His hand's kind of outstretched, but like a little bit folded in on itself. It looks almost like what you would imagine a zombie hand coming out of the ground. And then this ghostly skeletal hand just grasps like a part of the air elemental as Love Doss is casting Chill Touch. And for note, yes, that would be a 23 plus D4, so 23 plus 2 to hit. Not a math magician here, but is it AC 25? No. Okay, give me a second to roll damage. I wasn't that far prepared. For 12 points of necrotic damage. Fabulous. I think I'll stay right right where I'm at. Okie doke. I need more bonus actions, damn it. Yeah, sounds about right. So, Luther, your turn. So, you said we've got this thing surrounded, correct? Yeah, so you have advantage. 
Fantastic. No well, good thing we've got advantage. All right, I got a fifteen to hit for the first swing. Hits. Okay. Just to note, my uh, weapon, it doesn't say anywhere it is specifically magical in nature for the purpose of resistances. So, I don't know what you want to do with that. It is magical. It is definitely magical because if somebody else tries to wield my armor or weapons, they turn into a pile of bones and meat. But it doesn't qualify as a magic weapon until a later level, right? Yeah, level 7 is when I first start getting magic damage added into it. Then that's when it'll be. Okay. Alright, well then first swing was ten damage. And then here's the second attack. Oh, thank God. I have advantage. And its next attack is twenty-two, so that hits. And another eight damage. Awesome. Still alive. Yeah, of course. It's taking like half damage from my shit. Uh-huh. Till my horse hooves it to death. Those are definitely magical. The whole thing is magical. It's undead as shit. So only one point of that is magical for your unholy hooves. You bastard. Because that's 2d6 plus 4 bludgeoning, plus 1 necrotic, making All that right. a mundane attack. Alright, so after Luther, it's going to be the Air Elemental. At the start of its turn, make me a wisdom saving throw. DC 13? 13 again, yeah, still. Fails. So it takes 11 points of radiant damage. Very nice. You're the big damage dealer in this one. Hey. <laughs> Spirit Guardians is a very good spell. No, you don't understand. Spirit Guardians is a great spell. Yeah, I've, I've played a cleric. Or are you a cleric? Yeah, I'm a cleric. Alrighty, he is going to go ahead and smack Pryor. Attacking Pryor? Nope. I mean, you did deal a bunch of damage to him. You just <laughs> talked about it. You were, you were literally flexing on it, and it's like, alright, bitch. <laughs> Does an 11 hit you? 11, no. Okay. How about a 24? Uh, unfortunately, I believe that might do it. <laughs> what do you have? Is it actually a 20? It's a 18. Oh, okay. Ooh, max damage, 21. 21 damage? Yes. Uh, yeah, Pryor goes down, actually, unfortunately, uh, believe it or not. Holy shit. And the cleric is down. Who can heal now, punk? And that was both of his attacks. So next up is Lila. Pryor came over, did a thing to you, got smacked, fell down. By the way, was that sanctuary dissolved? No, it's uh, not a concentration, so just for one minute, they have to roll wisdom. Okay, however, that turn by turn one is done. Yeah, the the spirit guardians is gone. And I have to be sure, while I'm warded, not to make an attack or cast a spell that affects an enemy or deals damage to another creature, otherwise then the sanctuary goes bye-bye. Yeah, that it's an option. You could still do it and have sanctuary go bye-bye. That is up to you, but the option is there. Fortunately, I have garbage for strength, because part of me is just like, like, you know, if I could, like, try to draw Pryor away from the line of fire and try to stabilize him, but I wouldn't necessarily be able to drag his big ass anywhere with much luck. Not like there's anywhere to go. <laughs> I mean, can I use an action to stabilize him somehow? Yes. Yeah. Medicine check. Mm-hmm. Just a straight-up medicine check? Yep. If I'm not mistaken, DC 15. <laughs> Darling, no. Medicine check uh, to stabilize? Yeah. Uh, it's DC 10. Oh, 10? Yeah. And 11. Ha <laughs> ha, perfect. He's stable. I'm stable, but still down. Mm-hmm. There's not much else I can do. 
Thankfully, you passed out right next to the person who could do a medicine check. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh shit, he's down. Like, that would be kind of, yeah, I think my main focus more so than trying to. And right now I'm sitting at pretty HP because of him. So. Uh huh. Because I'm actually above my max right now. So even, even if I had done false life, it wouldn't have. Well, sugar. Because, I mean, my base HP right now is only 18, but my temp from false light before is still there, so I'm actually sitting too above my normal, which is totally not going to be the case in about 30 seconds when, you know. You also go down? <laughs> uh, so I don't think there's really anything else, because all my, even my cantrips are instants or... Yep, nothing's a bonus. I need to remember to do that more often is make sure to have other bonus actionies. The one that helps is, you know, nimble escape, but it's not like I can go anywhere. Another really nice thing is since you're a sorcerer, you can potentially make anything you want a bonus action with your sor sorcery points. If you have quicken spell. Yeah, do you have quicken or no? Quicken? No, I have distant, reliable, subtle, and careful. Well, you, you can pick it up in the future, I think, so. Yeah, yeah, but she can't do it right now, which is what we were No, that, that's fine. That is a good point to use it in the future, though. Next is Leon's turn. I'm going to try and make sure that they stay at full speed, even though utter chaos is going around my head and my brain is starting to swirl. So we're going to try this animal handling yet again. Okay, you still have advantage. Gods help me! Literally, I ain't joking. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a natural one. Mm, can't get any worse than that. Oh, come on. Cinero, I need you. That is a 17. Oh, fantastic. Good job. Again, you tried to go left, but they jerked you to the right. You still kept everything in control. So it was a bumpy ride for sure. Especially since I have a plus zero to my animal handling. Mm, yeah, right. You're dealing with dice rolls. That's actually really good. Hence why I said, Citro, get your butt down here and help me. Uh, apparently one of your gods heard you. Now back up to the corpse seed. All right, it's going to take another uh, unholy hose attack. Okie dokie, give it a shot. Yep, okay. All right, let's see. It is a 2d6 plus 4 bludgeoning plus 1 necrotic damage. Damn, I forgot how hard that is. Okay, so that's 10 bludgeoning damage plus 1 necrotic damage. So 11 altogether. So 6 damage altogether, I think, after halved. It is, after the appropriate having. Yeah. Alrighty. And anything else for the seed or no? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. Fantastic, fantastic. Next up is Briar Deadmaker. I end my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I end my turn. Prior is unconscious, so he is not bleeding out, but he was stabilized by Lila, so we are good to go. And next up is Lovedoss. Let's see. Do I take a chance, or do I go for it? And really, my only option is to check the map and go for it. Now, you get advantage on any of your attacks, because you are opposite of Luther. Okay, let's... Oh, what the fuck did I just do? Okay. Um... What the shit? <laughs> pulling from my pocket a hot pepper. I want to say seductively lick it, but instead I'm going to be slightly more mature and put it in my mouth. And just swallow. And then Lovedosh just kind of lets out this guttural scream in Draconic. And it almost sounds like he's really angry about something. 
So as a bonus action, he was casting Dragon Breath Fire onto himself. At a fucking third level. Give me a moment to roll 4d6 damage. Where the shit did fuck go? Oh, I know where it went. For uh, 15 points of fire damage, am I, am I able to aim a uh, cone towards the, let's say, back of the skiff, where it just kind of graces a hind quarter of the elemental? Not towards Luther and the Steed, but just to the right of that? I'll let you aim at that, because he's a large enough sized creature. He's a large, you're good. Okay, I am going to need a dex save. I mean, he got a six on total, but he fails. Oh, thank God, because he only had to beat a 14. So, yeah, I uh, blow fire at the air. Awesome. Which sounds a lot more insane than it really is. Yeah, but you did, what, 15 damage, you said? Yes, 15 points of fire damage. Fabulous. Is that going to be the end of your turn? Uh, That is action and bonus action, so that takes care of me. Luther. Okay, I'm going to take a quick look around as a free action. Did he just set the skiff on fire? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I was I was very worried for a hot minute there. Okay, uh, well, two swings. Do I still have advantage on my swings or no? You will, yes. Okay. All right, I'll go ahead and take my two swings then. So my first swing, I got a 24, and the second, I got a 22 to hit. Both That's hit. with the advantage. Luckily for the advantage, because I would have missed one. And then the damage was 12 and 13. So I guess Wait. six and six halved? Yeah, 12 total. Okay. He's down. Yeah! A big whoosh of air just blows past everybody. And the desert is still. And on the horizon, you guys see a series of bright lights as you guys get closer to the... Okay, so you need a name? You have a name? I have a name. What is it? Sapphire Mill Hotel and Spa. It's this random inn and spa in the desert. As you guys get closer, you see some palm trees around an oasis. In front of the oasis, between you and the actual water, you see the Sapphire Mill Inn and Spa. And right next to it is the Tipsy Tart. 